0: Hello, hello, and welcome to another episode of the Long Game Podcast. I'm your host, Sandra Scaiano, and today we're talking about online courses and membership sites. I know you are hearing about people launching them and that they're doing really well with them, which can totally be true, and that these platforms have piqued your curiosity, and now you want to know more. You guys are calling me, people are asking questions, so in today's episode, this is the first in a series of podcasts that I'm creating called What's Possible with Online Courses and Memberships. This series is going to break it down for you, answer your questions, and give you a lot of ideas of where to start on your own journey to becoming an online course creator. who are going through the same struggles of building a business as you are. We'll hear from successful entrepreneurs sharing their long game strategies, and I'm fun, so we're gonna have a little fun along the way too. Thanks for being here, let's get to today's episode. We're talking about one of my favorite topics today and in some of the episodes to come. So when it comes to online courses and memberships, I dove headfirst into this area and I've been working with clients over the last several years to create and manage their online course products. So that inside track has given me so much insight into what works, into creating best practices, and into knowing, should you join in on that movement? You know, and this reminds me of the question I asked Penny in the recent Pinterest traffic driver episode of, is it too late to hop on the Pinterest bandwagon? It's the same thing with podcasts. They've exploded over the past few years. And it's the same thing with online courses and memberships. They've exploded. And it's the same answer. The answer is no, it's not too late. So I want to reference the Women in the Workplace 2020 report, which was created by McKinsey and Co and leanin.org, which is the Sheryl Sandberg organization. You know, they've done an extensive study on how women in particular have been impacted this year by COVID-19 in relation to their work. And they've done these studies and reports. They've published these since 2015. So there's a lot of years of data to compare to. And here's some of their findings. So, when it comes to COVID 19, women in particular have been negatively impacted. Women, especially women of color, are more likely to have been laid off or furloughed during the COVID-19 crisis, stalling their careers and jeopardizing their financial security. And the pandemic has also intensified challenges that women already face when it comes to working. Working mothers have always done a double shift, a full day of work followed by hours spent caring for children and doing household work. And the supports that made this possible for women, including school and childcare, have been upended. And as a result of these dynamics, this is amazing, one in four women are contemplating what many would have considered unthinkable less than a year ago, downshifting their careers, leaving the workplace, and in our case, figuring out how they can do it differently. Now, many of us are already on our entrepreneurial journeys, but that doesn't mean we haven't been been affected in much the same way as the report points out. You know, so many women now are opening themselves up to the possibilities that can come from digital courses and memberships. As my focus the past few years, I want to share what can be, what can come from this, and I want to help educate you on making a transition or adding a digital course revenue stream to your life and your biz. I will also say that in addition to this year being huge for online education from people who were established, you know, those with products already established and known, they did very well. But I'm also seeing a number of people who were just starting and launching their products doing well. And I'm also seeing women who are keeping their full-time positions while they develop A side revenue stream. And they have a vision of what this can be in five years, and maybe leaving their jobs for that. So, you know, digital courses and memberships are having are a thread that are running through women in any type of workplace. So now is the time to take the ideas that you have swirling around and put them into motion. You know, action, it moves you forward no matter how small the act. And six months from now, you're going to thank me. We all have an expertise, an area of focus that we know like the back of our hand. If I were to say to you, I'm tossing you into the spotlight, give a presentation tomorrow. What would you talk about? That's a very good place to start right there. (laughs) When the fallout from COVID-19 happened, we were all in a flurry with pivoting and making adjustments and leaning on digital for our normal lives. Zoom became the norm for those who had never heard of it before. You know, friends are still getting together via Zoom to stay in touch. And all this has given me a front row seat to experience how digital courses and memberships are increasing. And now that so many people are comfortable with Zoom and other technologies like that, online technologies, it's broken a further barrier of people being turned on to digital consumption. You know, I've seen clients sell their programs in what was originally thought of as a tough marketplace. I saw that people were looking for solutions. They were looking for entertainment, for education, for ways of bettering themselves. You know, they were using their downtime and buying digital courses, and buying into memberships. And all of this has created a shift in the mindset of the consumer. Consumers now, they like being part of an online community. They understand how to access an online product, and they are enjoying the user experience digitally. It's mainstreaming digital course and membership consumption so much more. And this introduction, You know, this is something that we can't go backwards on. You cannot put the water back in the faucet. It's out and it's running like a river. We are all familiar with memberships like Netflix and Amazon. And in part because of these, we are becoming more comfortable with getting our entertainment and education online. And we're also becoming more comfortable with navigating a digital interface. You know, this is for those groups who may have not considered themselves as techie. They're now more inclined to use this technology. So we know now that there's an eager audience and an understanding of digital products by consumers. So let's start at the beginning. You know, what's the difference between a course and a membership? I know you want to know. So an online course, we're going to start with that. You know, an online course is learning that is taking someone through a process from a starting point to an end point. You know, now the end point of a course may not be the end all and be all of a topic, but the course has a definitive end. You know, courses have the ability to be a great way to service bite-sized learning and understanding of a singular topic. Or they can be more comprehensive, as in these large signature courses, and they can completely cover a topic or a process. Courses have a set one-time fee and those might be broken up into payments, but the fees aren't ongoing. It's a one-time fee or payments. And courses have the ability to have extras and add-ons. You know, things like live components. You might have a weekly call and you can have an add-on of a community. So there can be a Facebook or other platform group associated with the course to give a place for questions and connection. You know, for many courses, access to the instructor through a live component and the community itself, like those are huge selling points. So the course, you know, it's an opportunity to meet and mingle with others who have an interest in a particular subject. Content in the course, it's broken down into weeks or lessons or modules, things like that. So if you're doing an eight-week course, you get new learning each week, unless you know, that's if it's a weekly type of content that's dripped out to you. You could also have all access open and be able to just binge watch it. But the content is broken down into a mix of videos or text and even PDF downloads to support ideas and share additional resources. I love that a course is a process. And this is a great starting point thought for anyone who is even considering creating an online course. What is your process? That process is key to what you can teach. What can you help others to know? Oh, and one last point about courses is that you can decide how long your students have access. You know, courses allow you to dive into content during a certain time frame. It's up to you how long you give access to. Some people who sell these big signature courses in the entrepreneurial world give lifetime access. And this allows for you to join in on the course the next time it runs and have access to updates to the information. Some only give you access to the season that you purchased. So you don't get the updates, but you always get the content that you purchased. And some put a time limit on it, like how long you can only access the information for a certain amount of time. And there's no wrong answer here, but it's something to consider while you're building out your online course business. All right, let's talk memberships. So the membership structure is a bit different than a course. You know, memberships are content access that is ongoing. So like your monthly Netflix membership, you get access as long as you keep paying your monthly or your yearly fee. And memberships are are just a cool thing for a business. Like they give you the ability to build on knowledge, you know, since they are ongoing. You know, a membership can be a standalone entity or it can be a what's next after you take a course. So courses give you the information and memberships allow for absorption and implementation. I mean, think about it. You go by week by week in a course and you're following along. You get it. But the real understanding comes from when you're doing, and that needs more time than the one week allotted. So perhaps you have a course that leads into a membership so that everyone has the same basis of knowledge and the same vocabulary. And then the membership gives you the space and support to implement what you have learned. So there's more time and support in a membership. You know, I love the membership concept for working in a group setting of people on a similar journey to you. You know, in my early days of web design, being in a group of other women web designers, I mean, that gave me confidence. It allowed me to be on my own journey, but have the support of others who had the same questions or encountered some of the same challenges. And I always had a place I knew I could turn to if I had a need or I had a question. As with courses, Memberships can also have a community aspect to them, but a membership lets the community go deeper. It lets the community grow and the relationships build because it's an ongoing entity. There isn't an end to it. It's not uh, finite. You know, there are also special things that you can do in a membership that are specific to community building if that's an important piece to you. You, you know, you have the ability to have like mixers, so to speak, and bring people in the membership together. The setup of content in a membership is also different than in a course. Since the concept is ongoing, you will be creating new content for the membership on a schedule. The content you create can also get put into a membership vault and be accessible ongoing. And this gives a lot. Uh, this gives a mix of like old and new content, and it's something to think about as well. Like, do your members? who join in January access the same content as the members who join in June. If you join in June, do you get everything that happens in the beginning part of the year? So that's another thing to think about when you're thinking of the vault piece. You know, I've seen all sorts of different membership content setups from multiple courses being put together and creating a membership to the membership being content that is released monthly. New content released monthly. For me, the best memberships also have a live component. Again, we all want access to that brilliant mind who's orchestrating all this content. So, having access via some sort of live monthly call or something like that gives people a way to build a relationship with you, the content creator. Memberships are also great spaces to host challenges or to work towards mini goals together. And the piece that you need to consider with a membership that is less than a course is retention. You know, since membership is a subscription-based payment, members can leave the group and stop their payments. So thinking about your content and how you're going to keep members engaged is paramount. All of this, of course, depends upon your industry and the knowledge you bring. I mean, there are, depending on what industry you're in, you might incorporate different elements that are going to engage your members in a way that would be different if they were in another industry. Or there may be ideas that you can bring for community engagement in a membership site that are different based on the needs of your community and why they are there. So, You know, I hate what I have to say those things are subjective, but they are. But those are things to think about. Like, what are you going to do on a monthly basis to keep your members engaged so that they stay? And you want them to stay so that they're there over time and building that community. Another thing that you can do is bring in a membership. You can do this in a course too, but in terms of the ongoing content is to be someone who curates the content. So bring in, expand on your expertise and bring in other speakers or other training hosts who can come in and you can curate the content for the group. And that's super valuable because it gives exposure to topics that would be of interest to your membership and complement what your knowledge is, but you might not be an expert in, or you might not be experienced in. And it also adds excitement and it gives you the opportunity to create an event for the group. So whichever digital product you're considering or thinking of, online membership or course, start with your content and then move to the experience. And, you know, we're going to be really going into what that means and some methods for the experience, some that I use with my own clients going forward. Like right now and think about, do you want to... Have a finite piece or an ongoing piece? That's a big decision to make. And what else you have going on in your business? Is this your only focus? And even if you're you're thinking, gosh, a membership site, it's ongoing. It sounds like there's so much work to do. There are ways and tools and systems that we can implement that can help you plan that out. But I do want to say, none of this happens hands off. Any successful course or any successful membership site takes work and involvement from you because that's really why people are coming. People are coming for your connection and your expertise, and they want that relationship. So I find that the most successful courses and memberships are where the course creator themselves is super involved. So, you know, yes, it's possible to start these things on the side, and then as they grow, you're going to weave more of your time into them. I do want to just dispel a myth of the passive income. You know, you hear that term being tossed about, passive income, I'm going to get some passive income. I don't believe that there's such a thing. The long game is about building relationships, and you do that by being involved and engaged with the people In your course and in your membership. So a passive income piece is something that's completely hands off. And I don't even think that exists, honestly, (laughs) because everything needs some kind of maintenance. Even if you're putting a PDF up for sale, you've got to have some sort of interaction with it. So let's just dispel that myth right now. Okay. So when you start with content and providing value, I'm going to say that over. When you start with content and providing value, it allows you to build and sell something you can authentically stand behind. And like everything else we talk about here, it's the long game. You know, your work is going to evolve and grow, and your community is going to ask questions that'll spark new ideas in you. And they're also going to make requests for certain things from you. You know, I love to be able to help people take their expertise and create a product a product that they can monetize, a product that they can change the trajectory of their life with or change the direction of their work situation or of how they want to interact with the world and how they want to share the gifts. And all these things are possible with online courses and memberships. So next week, we actually have someone who is coming on to talk about finding your strengths. And that goes really well with what we're into this course membership piece, because a lot of people say, what should I be doing? Well, look at your process, look at your methods, and we'll talk next week about finding your strengths. So if this episode helped you and gave you some insight, share it with your friends and hop onto iTunes and leave a review. I'd love to hear what you think. See you next week. Thanks for joining me today. You can access more info in the show notes at thelonggamepodcast.net. If today's show connected with you in some way, please share it with your friends or hop on iTunes and leave me a review. Until next time, keep playing the long game.